Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Here we are, the talk show on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Lucy Weston. It's Sunday, July 15th, 2012, and thank you for joining us for this episode on Here We Are, an interactive part of the Here We Are with Lucy.com family. The basis of our mission is to inspire you, support your personal growth, and make your busy life better brighter, and easier. Our goal is to provide the Here We Are listeners and readers with interesting and helpful information. So if you enjoy or learn from the Here We Are guests, please like it on Facebook, tweet it, you can plus one it on Google+. And also, if you are listening on Apple iTunes, please give us a review. That helps others find the show. I do appreciate each and every review. Click share, so thank you in advance. Today's topic features my guest, Susan Ragazzo, Animal Intuitive and Animal Transition Counselor. Susan's work opens up the lines of communication between humans and animals. She is passionate about working as an animal communicator, striving to create a greater understanding between people and their pets. As an animal transition counselor, she offers comfort and peace to those with animals in the afterlife. You can find out more about Susan and her work at www.susanregazzo.com, and I am going to spell that for you. So it's www.susanregazzo, R-A-G-A-Z-Z-O.com. And if you are a regular Here We Are listener or reader, you'll recognize Susan, uh, her voice and her name, as my trusty sidekick and co-host on many of the film and television review and discussion shows called Chick Flick Chat. Susan even co-hosted one of the most popular Here We Are shows called The Should Show, Give Your Shoulders a Rest. And that show has done phenomenally well, and women, I think, from all over the world have probably listened to it. Um, So, you know... I'm just taking a personal note uh, to say that Susan has supported and helped me tremendously on many a project. And today I am very excited and so very happy to be able to help broadcast her new business and her talent to the world. I'm really looking forward to finding out more about her work, and I will be finding out the details with you listeners, because Susan and I have always had the, pro- the process that we don't discuss the content of what we're going to discuss before the show. So we keep it fresh for you, and, and we, you know, we go back and forth, and I hope you'll get a lot out of that. The bonus for you listeners um, is that Susan, towards the end of the show, will be sharing a giveaway that she'll be telling us more about later on. 
So I am happy to say welcome, Susan. Hi, Lucy, and thank you so much for that the wonderful introduction. You know, I, it's, this is a great opportunity for me. I love working with you, and, and I appreciate all that you've done for me uh, over the years. And this is going to be a little bit different than Chick Flick Chat, I think. Yes. Definitely different than Chick Chick Chat in terms of the content, but uh, hopefully, you know, obviously we always like to put out good quality, so I have no no qualms or worries about that. Uh, let's get going, because you have a lot to cover, and I don't really know, I know what you've been doing, obviously, because we're both, you know, we're, we're uh, personal friends and professional colleagues, but I really don't know as far as your new business goes, and I think this is probably a new area to a lot of people, and I suspect that we probably are going to have a lot of downloads and listeners, uh, not only right now, live but throughout the you know the time that the show is uh at blog talk radio to to hear about what exactly is this so but first tell us how you realized or how you came to say that you're an animal intuitive well it started with my cats i had two uh elderly and special needs sick cats and um in taking care of them and, and helping them cross over i came to the realization that i wanted to help animals heal and throughout that journey of, of holistic and alternative uh, modalities, I, um, I got interested in animal communication. And as I'm exploring it now as an adult, I'm finding out that um, this was most likely something that I had as a very young child, but shut down uh, because of um, certain traumas I went through dealing with animals. So as I'm unpeeling the layers in my adult life, I'm finding out that this is something I've always really had, and I'm only rediscovering it now and open up to it now. It's it's really interesting work. Okay, so now you said this is something you had, and obviously we're talking about the animal uh, intuition, and I want to really drill down to hear about uh, what that is specifically. So tell tell me tell the listeners as you know as well as myself uh, what this means. What are you what are you really talking about here? Um, well, when I'm communicating with the animals, I'm communicating with them telepathically. Um, they they are very much in tune to this type of communication. Uh, they do it among themselves. Um, it's us as humans who are kind of, uh, it's not really um, uh, taught, not, not that it's not taught in our culture, but it's not um, very appropriate. It's not uh, something that is fostered, let's say. So um, I've been practicing, and um, what they do is the animals, Help to what they do by in telepathic communication is they they send messages through um, voice, through vision, through feelings, through just knowing things. So I'm getting these sounds, I'm getting these sights, and and through those, I then can kind of decipher what they're trying to say. And I do that also in dialogue with people. So uh, when I'm talking with uh, the owner of an animal, let's say, and I say, you know what, I'm getting this image. It means nothing to me, but does it mean something to you? They, they're like, oh, yeah, totally makes sense. So it's really a nice dialogue between me and the animal, and then I bring in the, the human into the dialogue, and we can really uh, have a nice conversation. Okay, I'm going to definitely drill down on this. Uh, okay. But before we move into the to the details of this, about how this works and, and what people can expect, and 
I, I have to address something, and I don't want you to take offense to this, but I think if I don't ask it, I would be remiss as a host. Um, for those who are new to your work, uh, like myself, or, or you know, animal communication in general, and I am just for the listeners, and you probably, if you've been listening to the shows, you know that I'm an animal lover and I, I like nature and all that. But let's address this thing called, um, well, I really don't know what else to call it, but the woo-woo factor, or you know, that the that people have speculation, like what is she talking about, or what is, what is this? You're gonna get messages from my right. cat, like. So right. I don't, I'm not trying to be, you know. Uh, uh, you know what I'm saying. What is this? Right. Like, right. Tell us. Well, the, the principle is we, we are all connected by the same energy. Everything emanates energy. That's a scientific fact. Um, and we are all connected by the same energy. And when you're able to tap into that energy, uh, this is how I'm able to um, connect with the animal, through the same energy source that runs through everything, every one, every tree, every animal. We all have it. So it's a matter you know, of tapping into the energy. Okay, and that makes sense. I mean, that makes mm-hmm. sense. It's it's sort of. I mean, obviously, you have to um, kind of suspend your disbelief or or your skepticism to say, all right, we all know that we are connected in some matter, and if right. that matter is the energy, it's it's obviously not. We can't see it. We can't really touch it. We, you know, we, but we can feel it. Or we sense it, or you, you know, it's, it's, is it the same kind of thing? Like if you, you're sitting there at your desk and you're thinking about a friend you haven't maybe talked to in five years, and all of a sudden the phone rings, or you get an email and you're like, oh, I was just thinking about you. Is it this, that kind of a thing? Absolutely, absolutely. Because now, you know, if if that person is picking up the phone to call you, you're in their thought pattern, and you're picking up on that thought pattern in this energy system. And that's why you're thinking of them, and then the next moment they call. Absolutely, it's the same thing. Okay, and I, I just want to try to give another example. I know one time I went to, uh, I was traveling, and I went to, we were on the road, and I stopped at, uh, I don't remember whether, it was, a, it was a, a, a chain, you know, a food chain place to get a soda and some fries while we were on the road. And when I went in, I was standing uh, online, and I literally looked down and the hairs on my arm were standing up i got the weirdest sensation and all i knew was get out of here right so i turned to the person i was with and said we gotta go and we got in the car and we drove away and i it was bothering me bothering me and i ended up doing like a little research back research days later once i got home that place got robbed shortly thereafter the same day that i was there Right, absolutely. So that's what you're saying. It's like these kind of things that everybody has. I mean, everybody has it. You have it, obviously, more than others. You've been able to tap into it. Is that correct? I've honed the skill more than others. Again, our society isn't so open to these ideas, so we're not really taught to uh, foster and and, and, uh, delve deeper into them. Uh, I have, therefore, I've been able to tap into it. Uh, okay. A little easier, and also, you know, some people might have a better affinity to one thing than another. Like I'm not necessarily, I'm not a medium. I could do it, but that's not my specialty. My specialty is animal communication, and then the medium might not be able to communicate with animals as easily as I do. So, you know, 
But everybody right. can like and has the ability play, to do it. Right. They play sport, but they don't play all the positions. Right. You might be you a have better a, defenseman. You know, if you're a pitcher, you're a pitcher or first right. baseman or whatever. Now, exactly. okay, I really want to let's, – let's get into this animal communication. I said I wanted to, 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 you know, drill down on it. And when you were mentioning just a, a few minutes ago about deciphering uh, voice and vision and feelings, right. to me that's – this is a, a discovery process. So let's say I have a, a dog and, and – and, you know, and it's the dog's name is I don't know Buttons. Okay, so Buttons uh, is having some issues. Is okay. this when I would come see you? When when do I come see you? What what's the ideal uh, pet owner situation? Uh, the ideal situation is when it feels right to you as the uh, owner of the animal. Um, there is no there is no rhyme or reason. It's when it feels right to you when you feel connected to. The idea of, you know what, I could get some information from an animal communicator. That's when it's right for you. So I would want to know basically what's going on with Buttons because maybe suddenly he's really misbehaving or he's acting out or something's happening. It's, it's usually, is, it, is it usually uh, an indication that there's a change in behavior or is it just in general? Well, you can't really say that because there are physical issues that can change behavior in animals. Um, so... You always want to be ultra careful when there's behavior issues because it could, again, it could be physical and it might be, you might need to attend to it right away. So you kind of, you know, yes, you can consult an animal communicator with health issues, but I wouldn't uh, rely on that as your sole source. You know, my my philosophy is the more information, the better. So I I consult my own animal communicator. I also go to the vet. I want to rule rule things out and I want to be able to, um be open to alternative ideas as well. So, again, for me, the more information I have, the better. Okay, can I stick with buttons for a second? Stick with buttons. Okay, so <laughs> buttons is, buttons is that, that was good what you said to me because I'm starting to get this. So I, I have buttons, and I, you're on the East Coast in the United States. So now let's say I'm listening and I'm in London, and right. I have buttons, and I say, oh, gee, you know, buttons is really, I really need to talk to Susan Ricazzo, the animal communicator, about this. I, am I going to get on a plane and bring buttons with me to see you? How does this work? Um, it all happens over the phone. I, I personally also do uh, events where I can do it in person, but I don't need the animal there. So, And I don't need a picture of the animal either. Some communicators do work that way. The way I do, I, I don't need a picture. So, yes, it, it would be a matter of picking up the phone and calling me or seeing me at an event, and I'm also looking into possible office hours. But yeah, you you don't need to bring the animal. If you do, that's wonderful because I love animals. <laughs> but it's not necessary. Okay, so now let's talk about this phone conversation we're going to have. Okay. So I call you from London, and I say, Susan, you know, Buttons is real. I, this is what's going on. He's doing this A, B, and C, and I don't know what's happening. And I've ruled out the medical. I've taken him to see his veterinarian. And I, what what happens now? We get on the phone. And does it happen instantaneously, or is this something that you're gonna you're going to work on? What should I expect if I'm calling you? Uh, when you call me, I'm going to first. I need permission from your animal to talk with them. You know, animals are just like people. They uh, sometimes you, they don't want to talk. Sometimes you get a chatty Cathy. Uh, you know, it's really up to them. Uh, so I always get permission from the animal first. And I have to be honest with you, I have not encountered an animal who has not wanted to uh, communicate with me. 
so they're very open to communication. Um, so after I get permission, I ask them, is there anything you want to share with me first? And if they do, I impart that to the owner. And then if not, we go right into the question. Uh, the questions. The owner will, you know, have a couple of uh, prepared questions that they want to ask about buttons. And um, and then we we proceed and we ask buttons we, these questions and then we start our, our back and forth dialogue. So you're going to interpret what you get from buttons in, in terms of if you if you hear sounds or you get a feeling like you said or a vision. They might show you something in the in, in the terms right. of uh, I don't like a like a. I don't even know what, maybe like a blue tie or something, and then right. you say to the owner, does this mean anything to you? Right. Well, sometimes the symbols that I get have meaning, and I know that every time I see a teddy bear, that means a childlike love. Um, so, And I will tell the owner that. So, so certain symbols have certain meanings for me. Other times I'll get images that don't mean anything to me, and then, yes, I will, will go back to the owner and ask them, uh, does this mean anything to you? How can we kind of figure out what's going on here? Do we need to delve deeper, asking them what that symbol means? You know, it, it's a whole process. So the symbols, sometimes they're obviously there's universal symbols, and then there's things that are specific to that owner. Then, So you, let's say we get the information, you know, you get it from the animal, you discuss it with the owner. Then what, what's the conclusion of this after you're having a session? Does it happen again? Is there you do a follow-up? What, what's the process? Uh, again, the conclusion is completely up to the owner if they want if they want uh, follow-up sessions, that, that's up to them. If they feel the need for it, um, there's absolutely no pressure involved. It's, it's whatever feels right to the owner. And then they have answers. So they might find out that something maybe that they've been uh, doing right. or, you know, uh, so they've gotten, they get their message, the clarity is there. That's what's really what you're doing is you're the interpreter of, of all of this information that you're deciphering. Right. For example, I I had a client who I was getting the image of dry straw flying through the air, and I, I had no idea what that was about. So I asked the owner, I said, does this mean anything to you? And a light bulb went off in her head, and she goes, absolutely, that's the broom. Because every time I take the broom out, I always run after my dog with the broom, thinking we're playing. But the dog was not happy about the whole experience. It actually frightened him. So I, after that, my client discontinued uh, playfully uh, uh, with the broom going after the dog. You know, she did not realize that this was upsetting the dog, uh, but through our communication, you know, it was brought to light, and then she discontinued the behavior. Hmm. Well, I guess that was helpful. Yeah, I'm absolutely. sure the dog was happy. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, sure. You know, I have other clients where, uh, you know, the the cat was biting the owner uh, constantly, and and we couldn't figure out why. And, and through the dialogue, we realized that there was something the owner was doing that was triggering the cat. And after the human amended her behavior, the cat stopped biting her. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. So, so the dialogue is really, really important, the back and forth and getting the owner involved in, in the whole process. So you're the, really the conduit here. Absolutely. I like to think of myself as a translator. You know, if, if I'm going to be talking to somebody who speaks French and not, not a stitch of English, I'm going to need somebody there to, to tell me what they're saying. And that's kind of what I'm doing between the human and the animal. Oh, that's a perfect description of it. 
that makes it very clear as to what you're doing. Thank you Absolutely. for saying that because that really yeah. puts it together. Um, so now, okay, we, we, you do the animal communication. Earlier yeah. on and when I introduced you, I talked about animal transition counseling. Yeah. Tell us what that is exactly. And I know obviously that it has to do with the, hair, the, the afterlife for, for the animal. What happens in this part of your work? Um, the animal transition counseling um, is still—it is still a communication with the animal, but it's very specific in terms of the animal's either going to already be in hospice or they're going to have already crossed over. Um, as humans, it's very—you know—without that language, without that back and forth, without being able to say "Are you okay?" and hearing the response "Yes" in return or "No" in return, it's difficult not knowing. Um, so I use my communication specifically to help relieve the, the minds of the humans and to help them see the animals passing or if they haven't passed, the, the process of, of passing, help the, the owner understand the animal's perspective. Because for an animal, it's not nearly as traumatic as we perceive it as humans. Um, so, so that helps. That helps the humans um, process their emotions a little better because the death of an animal, I mean, they're, they're our family members. They really are. Uh, it's tough. So, so the animal transition counseling is a bit of communication. It's also a bit of tools that I, help to, uh, that I give to the owner to help them process their emotions. Um, and, again, it can happen either when the animal's in hospice or after the animal has crossed over. And, and you write about, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say uh, uh, an important part of the transition counseling, uh, which takes it above and beyond the communication aspect, is I am also helping, I'm helping to teach humans a way to energetically connect to their animals. And this was an amazing technique that was passed on to me by my animal friend in passing. And the amount of, comfort and love that I received from him through this energetic connection was indescribable. My heart was so full. And I, I really sensed that he was at peace. And he wanted me to take this technique and he wanted me to share this with other people in the animal transition counseling sessions. So this is, that's, that's a very important part to these sessions because that, that really helps the people process and and understand the perspective of the animal. Right, because I think when you are losing an animal or you've lost the animal, and sometimes it's a it's a shock, you know, if something happens, it gets hit by a car or something, you just don't right. expect it. Right. It's different than when you, I mean, you know, not to compare it to losing a human, but when the animal, is, like, sits under your desk every day or is, you know, right. with you all the time, it's a, it's a very big void. Absolutely. You know, or, or becomes ill, and it's just, and it, there is a lot of drama involved, and it's, and no one really understands, you know, how you feel about that pet. And then there's also, I think in our society, at least in the Western culture, we have this thing like, well, it's, it's just a dog, or it's just a cat. Right. And, and please, I, I'm an animal lover, and I've had pets, so please don't write me emails saying that I'm not <laughs> trying to be callous. I'm just trying to use this as an example, um, because I, I, don't believe that it's just a dog or a cat. You know, it's your friend and it's your family member. But, right. you know, we kind of, sometimes people are a little embarrassed about how upset they are. Right, right. I agree. I agree. Uh, personally, knowing what I know, I get devastated, <laughs> you know. And I and I have a, a, a different perspective than most people. It is very uh, upsetting. And people, I think, like you said, are shy to talk about it. Like, we need to get over it quickly. 
it's a, it's a void. It's it's an energetic shift as well, a dynamic shift. Oh, that's and, an interesting point. It's an energetic shift because if your energy is always connected to this animal, even throughout your daily life, or you come home and the animal's waiting for you, and you right. know it's it, it, you're so happy, and uh, it's there is something really missing. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. When they're gone. Absolutely. And you have to. There, there's a time period. You have to adjust to that. You know, and part of that adjustment is the processing of the emotions and the processing of of, of the loss and then the new energy dynamic. Yeah. And not feeling pressure. So I, I like what you were saying about the technique where, you know, you connect with the pet's energy and, and, and it gave you so much comfort and love. And it, and that's essentially your goal when you're doing the, this part of your work of the an, animal transition counseling is to right. get people over, you know, obviously you can't stop their pain and the losses happen or happening, but this is what you're trying to offer and where you're trying to guide them to real to see it from the perspective of the animal. Exactly. And again, the animals, when the animal uh, transitions, for them, it's just the next level, uh, the next level of learning, because their soul continues on. You know, it's all just their physical body that ends. Their soul continues. And they do come back and they do visit us. So for them... It's kind of like a graduation, but we see it as this big dramatic ending. So, so, so yes, this energy technique helps to understand their perspective and to know that they are at peace. And it also does something else. I mean, me as an animal owner, I want to know that I'm doing absolutely everything that I can for my animal. And you feel so helpless at the end when there's nothing more that you can do. But this energy technique, not only does it help you um, uh, see the animal's perspective, when an animal transitions, it requires a lot of energy to transition into their, their, their new energy field. And through this process, not only are you receiving the animal's energy and can feel what they're feeling, uh, that peacefulness, you're also pr- uh, pushing your energy towards them, and all that extra energy helps them transition. Huh. So in essence, you're you're continuing to help them as they transition. So it's a nice balance for both parties involved. Yes, yes. Very and the trans- interesting, Susan. It is. It's very interesting, you know. And, and, and I think it's, you know, it's one of those things that when you, when you hear it, you're like, what? You're going to help me do it? But when you really do think about, like what you said about the void, the lack of energy yeah. or the disconnect of energy or how much it takes. So, And, and when you do lose a pet, and especially you know a, a long-time beloved pet, how right. much energy that you know you go through daily and trying to just heal over that. Right. And, that and, and anything that can help, you know, help you with that or at least have a better understanding to put it into perspective, like any trauma in life, I think works. Yeah, to absolutely. you know the advantage of both. Uh, now let's talk about animal clearing. Okay. You know we what is this now, and how is this different than animal communication or the animal transition counseling? Okay. Uh, well, I also do animal clearings. Now uh, the premise of energy that we've already d- discussed. Everybody has an energetic body. We have our physical body, but we also have an energetic body, and that can get the energy can get stagnant and clogged and mucky. So I go in, um, I connect with the animal energetically, and I'm able to um, alleviate blockages, 
to get the energy flowing more freely again. Because these blockages can cause issues in, A, the physical body or in uh, the mood or behavior of the animal. Sometimes you just don't feel right. Something might be stuck in your energy field. So when you go in and you clear out that energy field and you get the energy moving again, that can uh, that can definitely uh, help the animal. On many okay, now I, wa- I want to ask you specific about that, but I just want to say to, to people who are li- listening live, we have about two and a half minutes left. We're probably going to go a few minutes over on the live stream, but the show will continue to record for the download, and thank you to the listeners that are live. Uh, so with the animal clearing, you're saying you're going to clear blockages. Can you give us an example, like if, like let's say with, with a cat, if you have a cat or more than one cat, how do you know they have a blockage? Like what's going on or what? how does it manifest sometimes? And I know there's always a million you know examples but right. what's something a listener could maybe look for or go hey you know my cat's doing that maybe that's what's going on here right um it could be something as simple as just like a little um change in behavior again that one's a tough one to diagnose because you want to rule out any physical issues first you know you want to take your animal to the vet if you see a change in behavior that's not normal you you definitely you don't want to wait and, and and try out the energy clearing. You want to go to the vet and get a clean bill of health. Then you might want to go and do something like an alternative modality like energy clearing. So it's really tough. You know, I I don't want to lose business here, but at the same time, I want the best for your animal. I don't want you. You know, I want any serious issues to be addressed. Right, and then once, with once you know, right, if yeah. the vet's given the clearance that, oh, everything looks fine, then you go, okay, right. well, obviously it's something else happening here, you know, right. behavioral, or, or if it, maybe it's being spurned on, it, we're seeing it manifest as a behavioral issue, but right. it's maybe they're really uncomfortable, or somebody's new in the house, or they're just not, you just never know what's going on. Exactly, and you know what, that's probably a really good example. If you introduce a new uh, animal into the house, you know, that could cause little energy maladies, you know, the the animal that was there first, you know, could get a little upset and you know, might cause a little blockage of some sort and he might start hiding, you know. So we do a little energy clearing and we see if maybe that will help the situation and see if, in fact, you know, that that, that was the issue. There was There was an energy blockage for whatever reason. You know, I just saw something recently, too, uh, in terms of what you just said. Somebody had uh, tweeted, you know, has anybody brought a a baby with a certain kind of dog, and I don't remember what it was, but, you know, asking for how to handle if you're bringing home a new baby and you have these pets for a long time. I actually have friends that went through this. So, you know, there's something about, so that might, animal clearing might help in that kind of a scenario as well? It might. It's if the trigger of the baby caused an energy blockage, I'm not saying it always will, the introduction of a new animal, but depending on how open the animal is to the experience, um, you know, if they're not open to the experience, it could cause an energy malady in their energetic body. Huh. And if that's the case, an energy clearing could help. It could so help. It's, yeah, there's, it, so in, in a, it, you're kind of diagnosing what's going on here in, in your work. Um. I well, I, you know, I don't mean a medical diagnosis. <laughs> yeah, not no. a medical diagnosis. So, any um, listeners, it's not medical. It's it's other things. It's behavioral. Right. It's right. it's the communication. And it's as you're telling me all this, and I'm learning from you. I'm thinking, you know, it's it's kind of true that it's like having when you have a pet in the house. Obviously, they don't speak whatever language you speak in the world. They learn the language. They learn the sounds. They you know they they know the the 
the system of the household and what goes on, but it is sort of like having a um, uh, a foreign guest in your home that doesn't speak your language, and you've got right. to kind of learn to communicate. Right, absolutely, absolutely. And I do use communication in my energy clearings, so sometimes uh, the animal can tell me if they uh, – are feeling pain in a certain area or or I might pick up intuitively on, on uh, some colors in a certain area which might say, okay, there's something going on here. So it's, you know, it's the energy clearings are a mixed bag of, of communication, of actually doing the clearing and sensing the blockages. Um, it's, it's very interesting work. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, I have to remember that we're, we're live on the air, Susan. I'm just, not just learning from you directly about this. Uh, so I find, I find it fascinating. So, so tell us, okay, so somebody, we know now that we can do this over the phone from anywhere in the world. Yes. All right, and they can, uh, you know, see if they're in your area, they can see you in person too. If someone were to come see you in person, do they need to put their animal, whatever it may be, cat, dog, bird, uh, in the car and bring the animal to you, or can they come see you alone? Is it best? I mean, obviously you mentioned you like the animals, but you know what? What's and, and we can do this over the phone. What happens? Let's let's just go back to that for a minute. Okay, you want to know what happens over the phone, or if you were to come in? Well, person? I just mean in general, like if someone, you know, we. If I let's say I have buttons and I and I'm not in London and I want to come see you or I want right. it's I don't know what what to expect so right. what would you do first to say I think this is what you need you need you know I would tell you like buttons is doing this and and then you would say okay this is what you need um, oh I see what you're saying well you know I don't I leave that up to the discretion of the owner I will make suggestions I will say you know. I offer this, I offer that, purely up to the owner how they want to proceed. You know, I I am completely an at-will practitioner, so to speak. You know, you you come to me as needed. I don't I don't want to force anything down anybody's throat. If it's meant to be, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I will let you know the offerings that I have, and I will let you know. If I do pick up on, you know what, this might be a better direction than that, but ultimately it's in the owner's hands. Okay, and that's that's good, and I think that's a nice way to, especially with something like this, because it, some issues may be very sensitive. Yeah. And people might be like, oh, I don't know, and I, you know, they're a little nervous about it, and I don't know how Buttons is going to be if he meets her, or you know, things like that. So, or that that I think clears that up. Um, what's next for you, Sue? Like, what's what you you launched? You know, your website, you, your business is going along, and you know, you're gaining clients. What what else do you have going on? Like, I would like to hear this. Okay, well, um, I'm starting to work outside events, and my first event is. Next weekend, actually, uh, it's the um, Garden State Cat Show and Expo. It's on Saturday and Sunday, July 21st and 22nd. That's over at the Garden State Expo Center in Somerset, New Jersey. Um, I'm also doing a pet expo sometime in September, I believe. That's in Burlington County. That will be posted on my website. I do have an events, upcoming events um, on my website. So as I as I do them and add them on, you can always refer to the website. Um, and I'm, like I think I had mentioned it earlier, I will be looking into potential office hours. So those people who aren't comfortable in, in um, getting a reading over the phone, who are local, will have an opportunity to come see me in person. Uh, again, that's in the works. So once that's all set up, I will announce that in my newsletter on Facebook and also, you know, on the website. 
Right. And the website, again, for anyone um, who needs it, is www.susanregazzo.com, and that's Susan, S-U-S-A-N, as in Nancy, Regazzo, R-A-G-A-Z-Z-O.com. And early on, we promised the listeners that you were going to tell us about a giveaway that I, and I have offered to run it for you through Here We Are and also on your blog and and through Facebook. But um, well, I don't know what you're going to give away, so tell us what it is. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, for those listeners who, um, or those participants, I should say, who sign up for my newsletter uh, during the duration of the giveaway, I am going to give away a free 30-minute animal communication session to the lucky winner. Um, so whenever they feel like using it within... Uh, Three months after they win, they can use it any time. And all you have to do is sign up for my newsletter. That's great. And, wow, that's a very generous uh, giveaway, 30 minutes. Well, you know what? i got to get the word out there. And and what better way than to uh, give somebody the experience? Especially an animal lover will really appreciate that. So, listeners, what I'll be doing is um, I have a giveaway running right now, and I don't like to overlap, so that when that uh, giveaway ends, and that's for the Recipe Rock, so if you haven't yet... put in for that, you know, come on by uh, herewearewithlucy.com and enter. Uh, the, the, the raffles that we do are always free, um, no purchase necessary. For anything I am going to mail you, I do expect that, or do ask that you're on the continental United States just to keep costs down. Uh, but Susan's giveaway will launch probably, I'd say, Sue, maybe mid-August, and we're going to run it through the end of September, so there'll be plenty of time to enter. Um, and it should be fun to see who wins and and. And hopefully, you know, maybe they'll uh, let us know what happens with whomever they bring to you. Oh, that would be great. Cat, bird, dog, whatever, horses. Can it be any kind of animal? Absolutely, any animal. I should have asked you that early on. So, you know, we we always think with pets, cats, and dogs, but, I mean, many people have, you know, they have all kinds of things. So, all right, so this is very exciting. Yes, yes, I got a lot coming up, and, and, and I'm looking forward to all of it and to meeting all these wonderful animals. Yeah, and, and the humans, and, and the humans, and the humans. But when you're an animal lover, I know what you mean. The animals, yeah, there's something very special about them all individually. Uh, and anyone listening who's an animal lover knows what we're talking about. Uh, Susan, this has been great. Um, yeah. It's, I think we covered a lot. I think I have so much better of an understanding of what you're doing now. And I know you've been giving me little bits and pieces of it along the way. But this is, I really, you know, it's very exciting. So yeah. um, thank you, thank you for being my guest, and and I wish you. You know, all the luck in the world, and I know you're going to be talking to people everywhere about uh, about their pets and, and helping them. Yes. Well, thank you, Lucy, and thank you for this wonderful opportunity. You've been such a great support to me, and I treasure your friendship. Oh, that's very sweet. Thank you, Susan. I'm going to try not to cry, so I'm going to finish <laughs> my close the show out now, listeners. And thank you so much. Um, again, you can contact Susan at www.susanregazzo.com. Uh, this has been, uh, you know, helping us understand an alternative method of communication is invaluable, no matter you know where you're at with your your pet or as an animal owner. Um, so wonderful, wonderful work, Susan. Thank you. Thank you. And listeners, I understand that every minute counts, and we hope our radio shows and our lifestyle information at herewearewithlucy.com make your life better, brighter, and easier. So no matter the topic of the radio shows or our articles, we want you to come away with valuable information that you can implement into your busy life because 
Here we are together on this journey. Let's live it well. I am so happy you joined me today. I'm Lucy Weston, and thank you for sharing your time with us on the Here We Are talk show. I will see you next time. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.